Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah, nahmaduhu, nasta'inuhu, nasta'afiruhu, wa nu'minu bihi, wa natawakkalu alayhi, wa na'udhu billahi min shuroori anfusina, wa min sayyati a'malina. Man yahdiyallahu falamudillalah, wa man yudlilhu falahadiyalah. Wa nashhadu an la ilaha illallahu wahdahu la sharika lah, wa nashhadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh. Amma ba'd. Qala Allah subhanahu fi kitabih al-kareem, ba'd a'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan al-rajim. وَمَنْ يُطِعِ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ فَأُولَئِكَ مَعَ الَّذِينَ أَنْعَمَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِمْ مِنَ النَّبِيِّينَ وَالصِّدِّيقِينَ وَالشُّهَدَاءِ وَالصَّالِحِينَ وَحَسُنَ أُولَئِكَ رَفِيقًا صَدَقَ اللَّهُ الْعَظِيمُ The ayah that I just recited in this ayah Allah Azza wa Jal is giving us the glad tidings the one who follows Allah and his messenger that they will be with or they will be bestowed with the blessing of being with the messengers, the truthful ones, the deen, the shuhada, the martyrs, and the salihin, the righteous. And excellent are those as companions. And we all wish to be with this kind of a companionship on the Day of Judgment, inshaAllah. And this is our dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gather us all in, the, in that kind of a company on the Day of Judgment, in Jannatul Firdaus, insha'Allah. And there are many, many ayat that talk about the subject of following Allah and His Messenger. And this is part of ingrained aqidah of ours that we have to follow Allah and His Messenger. And there are many blessings Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned about following Allah and His Messenger. Similarly, Allah Azza wa says, that obey Allah and His Messenger, so you will obtain the mercy, the mercy of Allah Azza wa Jal. And we are all aware of that, the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that talks about the very same subject, that everyone will enter into Jannah by the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was asked, even you, Ya Rasulullah, and his response was even, even him. Even Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam will enter into Jannah by the mercy, by the rahmah of Allah Azza wa Jal. And this is why it becomes very important for us to follow this ayah where Allah Azza wa Jal is telling us how to gain the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When he says, So you will have the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And, uh, and similarly, Allah Azza wa Jal says, قُلْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّنَّ اللَّهَ فَاتَّبِعُونِ يُحْبِبْكُمُ اللَّهُ وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ وَاللَّهُ غَفُرُ الرَّحْمِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam If you should love Allah, then follow me. Follow Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So Allah will love you. And the love of Allah azza wa jal is that he put uh, the mercy over the people and he forgives the sins as it continues on saying, I forgive your sins. And Allah is forgiving and merciful. Allah is al-Rahim. And we all hope to get this rahmah from Allah Azza wa Jal, but it is connected with 
following Allah and His Messenger. At the same time, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also reminds us of if we don't follow Allah and His Messenger, then there is a punishment attached to it. That itself is a, a sign that it is a must for us to follow Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like I mentioned ayat where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about the the ajr, the hasanat, the rewards that we can get because of following Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Similarly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, وَمَنْ يَعَسِيَ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ وَيَتْعَدَّ حُدُودَهُ يُدْخِلَهُ نَارًا خَالِدًا فِيهَا وَلَهُ عَدَابٌ مُهِينٌ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and the one who disobeys Allah and His Messenger and transgresses His limits, He will put him into the fire to abide eternally therein, and He will have humiliating punishment. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also mentions, قُولَةِ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ that that say follow Allah and His Messenger, and if and if you turn your back, then Allah Subhanahu wa Taala do not love the kuffar. So, only reason I want to bring these things up, so we have an idea that following Allah and His Messenger is an obligation on us. Just a, a reminder for all of us, and Allah has commanded us. To follow Allah and His Messenger. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says it very clearly, Ya ayyuhalladina amanu, atiullaha wa atiur rasula, ba'ulil amar minkum, that all you who believe, follow Allah and His Messenger, obey Allah and His Messenger, and the one who have been made, given authority over you from among you. From among you, the one who are ruling over you by Islam. فَإِن تَنَازَعَتُمْ فِي شَيْنٍ فَرُدُّهُ إِلَى اللَّهِ وَالرَّسُولِ إِن كُنْتُمْ تُؤْمِنُونَ بِاللَّهِ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and while you are obeying those who are ruling over you by the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and if you have a disagreement, then again you go back to Allah and His Messenger. It's not them they have who have the final say. They are there to, 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 to rule by the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that's about the regular people. And it is connected to the iman of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you believe in Allah, and if you believe in the day of judgment, then do so. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala even take it towards Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So that was about the regular people. You and me and anybody else. Even Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was bound to follow the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says uh, about Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ya ayyuhan nabi, lima tuharrimu ma ahallallahu lak, tabtaghi mardatu azwajik, wallahu ghafur rahim. So this is Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam telling Rasulullah, O Prophet, why do you make something haram that Allah Azza wa Jal has made it halal? That Allah has made it halal. Are you trying to gain the approval of your wives? And Allah is forgiving and merciful. That's a warning to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This is in Surah Tahrim. Allah Azza wa Jal is reminding Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam because of one of the incidents that happened between the wives of Rasulullah sallallahu regarding the issue of honey. We can, anybody who likes, you can go back and check. But... And then another place Allah Azza wa Jal says to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in Surah Haqqa وَلَوْ تَقَوَّلَ عَلَيْنَا بَعَدَ قَوِيلٌ To Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is saying And if you Muhammad had made up about something about us If you made up something about us لَأَخَذْنَا مِنْهُمْ بِالْيَمِينَ 
وی ووڈ ہیو سیزڈ ہیم بائی دا رائٹ ہینڈ ثم لقطعنا منه الوطين اینڈ دین وی ووڈ ہیو کٹ کٹ فرام ہم دا ایورٹا تو دا مین بلڈ لائن فار ا پرسن ٹو سروائو فما منكم من احد عنه حاجزين اینڈ دیر از نو ون یو ووڈ ہو کڈ پریونٹ اس فرام ڈوئنگ سو سو رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم واز ایون even ordered to follow Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he had no other way but to follow Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, the subject I want to go into today is a subject that has been used and especially when we are every four years or every two years when we are in the election mode. Instead of talking about the election, I want to talk about the the concept that is used for the purpose of the elections. And elections I'm talking about, Islam actually allows elections to be very clear. Election itself is not an issue in Islam. It's what is election for that makes halal and haram. So, normally the concept which is one of the fiqh usul which is used for that, which is called Masalih Mursala. Masalih Mursala, which is, in a layman term, people just use it as Maslaha or benefit. And it is said there are three reasons for which Maslaha can be used, or the benefit can be used for as a source of Hukum Shara'i. First one is referred as a Maslaha that is cancelled by the text. Second one is the maslaha approved by the sharia. And the third one is adopting a maslaha in an action from which there is no ruling from the Quran and the sunnah. And the examples for that mentioned are like the compilation of the Quran or cutting the hand of the thief during the famine or, the, or, or they go to the extent of cancelling the had. Now I'll go one by one inshallah and we get a clear understanding of that. Because at the end of the day, we understand we have to follow Allah and His Messenger for our Savior, to, to be saved. This is what our, our, our Jannah and Nar is connected to. To enter into Jannah, we have to gain the mercy of Allah Azzawajal, and the mercy of Allah is connected to following Allah and His Messenger. And if we don't do that, then that can cause Allah Azzawajal can punish us in the Day of Judgment if we are not following Allah and His Messenger. Now the question comes in, is, is Maslaha One of the things that pleases Allah and His Messenger, or Allah SWT is the one who commanded us to follow the benefit in the Ahkam Shariya. So the first one that talks about that Maslaha or the benefit cancelled by the text. For example, this is in the Faqih books, it uses like this, one of the Khulafa, he had a marital uh, uh, relationship with his wife during the month of Ramadan. And uh, He asked the ulama, what is the judgment on this? What does Islam say if a person has done this? So one of the alim, he came and he said that you have to fast 60 continuous days as the expiation or the kafara for breaking the fast. So the other alim came and he rejected him by saying, you can't do that. Why did you do this? He asked the question first, why did you do that? He said, because... The first two things that the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentions about breaking the fast like that is either you free a slave or you feed 60 people. 
The hadith is mentioned in Bukhari and Muslim and other books of the hadith. So he said if he would have given this fatwa to the Khalifa, he has enough money, he would have done right away and he would repeat the same thing again. Hence, he told him that it's better for him, it's beneficial for him, that if he fasts 60 consecutive days, next time he will not do it. But the thing is, the hadith gives the order, the, the, the priorities of doing the expiation, the kafara. We cannot make up this order from our own mind. Hence, this cannot be acceptable maslaha. We cannot make the order by our own. So it has to be followed in the same manner, no matter what the situation is in that case. Unless we have a ruling within the Quran Sunnah that says, yes, you can uh, mix up the, the, the priorities. The second one that talks about the maslaha approved by the Sharia, which is actually something which Islam allows. <coughs> so if Allah Azza wa Jal says in the ba' in the trade, you have benefits. So Islam allows the benefit for that, then the text of the Quran and the Sunnah is the evidence, not the maslaha. We don't say that we do trade or it is allowed in Islam, the trade is allowed because it has benefit. It is allowed because Allah Azza wa allowed it. Similarly, we don't distinguish, we don't, don't try to say, oh, the, uh, the, the riba and the bi'ah, they are the same thing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not come and say, no, one has benefit, one has the loss or something. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala came up and said, ahalla Allah bi'ah wa haram wa riba. And for us, that's sufficient. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made bi'ah, the trade uh, allowed, uh, made it halal. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made riba haram, uh, the usury is haram. So that, that becomes haram. We don't, we don't need an illah here. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not give us the illah here. They did not give us a reason for halal and haram here. Now the third one, which is the confusing one, and which is where people uh, get confused with, which is that what if the Quran and Sunnah have not addressed something? In those cases, then we can go by whatever benefits the ummah. The problem with that is this pretext itself is incorrect. Why is it incorrect? Because Allah Azza wa Jal tells us, number one, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "Al-yawma akmaltu lakum dinakum, wa atmamtu alaykum ni'mati wa radidu lakum al-Islam adina." Allah Subhanahu wa Taala saying, "Today we have perfected this deen for you." Akmaltu, akmaltu means it has been perfected. If you add something. There will not be, there will not be perfect anymore. If you take something out, it will not be perfect anymore. So Allah completed this way of life in the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Similarly Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah did not leave anything out of this book. In third place, what Nahal Allah azza wa jal mentions. When he says, وَنَزَّلْنَ عَلَيْكَ الْكِتَابَ تِبِيَانًا لِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ وَهُدًا وَرَحْمَةً وَبُشْرَى لِلْمُسْلِمِينَ We have revealed this book. And this book, the, the, the Qur'an, explains everything. So this pretext of saying that what if Qur'an and Sunnah does not cover something, then we will go towards the benefit. That, in, that, that itself is an incorrect premise. To use. This is an incorrect evidence to be used 
It may be that you and I may have not found what Allah and His Messenger wants in a specific situation. It's not that it is not covered. Because from those ayat, it is clear Allah has given us everything for our life affairs at the time of Rasulullah Wasallam, the time after that, time for today, and until the day of judgment, everything is given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the form of Wahid Rasulullah Wasallam, which is preserved and still exists until today, and inshallah it will be protected by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala until the day of judgment. So this is how the, 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 the third part is. But it has been used to say, what about the Rasulullah, in the time of Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu anhu, that uh, <coughs> the Qur'an was compiled, well in the time of Rasulullah it was not compiled. So it means, Umar came up with something which is other than what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned to Rasulullah but this is actually naive and incorrect way of looking at it. There's a hadith of Rasulullah and on that, that hadith there are many qawaid have been created out of that. And if anybody has time, I would suggest to go and read the 40 hadith of uh, Imam Nawawi. The hadith number 32 mentioned in there. That says, La darara wa la dira. That there is no harm and there is no harming to others. You don't harm yourself or you don't harm the others in, 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 uh, in reciprocation. In return. So, what could be a bigger harm than losing the Qur'an. So what Umar bin Khattab suggested to Abu Bakr was to stop this harm to happen that we may lose the Qur'an. And that was according to the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So it is not something that was made up. It does not exist in Qur'an and Sunnah they came up with something new. Similarly, when it talks about suspending the hudud of Allah azza wa jal, it has been used that in the time of Umar al-Khattab when Amr Ramadan was going on, the year of famine was going on, the year of ashes. At that time, Umar al-Khattab, he suspended the had of cutting the hand of the thief. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala So now here, Umar al-Khattab is saying that you, can, uh, you cannot apply this had. Does that mean Umar al-Khattab went against the Qur'an, the hukum of the Qur'an, and the Sunnah, and he came up with something new for the benefit of the Ummah, because the situation is tough, so now let's come up with something that can help the Ummah. That is also incorrect. Because there's a hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that says, لَا قَطَعَ فِي مَخْمَصَ There's no cutting during the, during the time of famine. And the other hadith is, لَا قَطَعَ فِي مُدَطَّرْ so, either way, that cutting the hand of the thief during the famine, there is a hadith that supports this idea that it is not allowed during that time when somebody is stealing for food or something like that, while he is hungry and there is no food out there. Islam actually say, Allah says that there is no cutting. So when Umar bin Khattab acted here, he acted according to what Rasulullah commanded. He did not come up with something new just for the benefit of the Ummah. So benefit is not the thing 
that guides us what to do and what not to do. Or the concept of that if there are two harms, then go with the lesser one. And for that, I will suggest again, go and read the commentary of the sharah of the hadith. La darara wa la dirar. This is the hadith number 32 in the 40 hadith of Imam Nawawi. It is not discussed that way that, that between two haram, while you have a third way of doing it, you go pick one of the haram and say, I'm picking the lesser haram. Harm is different than haram. We have to be careful here. So, what could be, and I, I really want to make this a statement, because they, this has come up as this, oh, if you go and vote for Biden, he will kill lesser Muslims than what Trump will do. Is that really true, first of all? <laughs> we really have to question ourselves, because on the Day of Judgment, we will be accounted of Allah Azza wa Jal, what was in our hearts? Is that really we are using our vote for? Or is there some other maslaha of our own we think we will benefit out of it? So this is a question that everybody has to ask in, in his heart. And if you want to talk about the harm that needs to be avoided, the bigger harm, what could be the bigger harm than not implementing the sharaf of Allah Azza wa Jal? What could be a bigger harm that we are not only talking about not to implement the sharaf, but we are talking about a system of democracy that we talked about last week, which is a system of kufr or shirk, and we go and cast our votes for that, and we think that this is a lesser of a harm, so we are avoiding the bigger harm here? Isn't that a bigger harm that we are not implementing the deen of Allah Azza wa It is not, isn't that a bigger harm that we are not working towards that? Isn't that the bigger harm that we are going and supporting a system which is other than Allah Azza wa Jal? And if there is anybody who has a question about this subject, I will be here after the Salah. Let's discuss it, brothers. Let's not leave it like this. That there's some brothers that come and speak and leave. I know that has become a norm today that we have to go and vote for this Kufur system. But we really have to think is this allowed in Islam to give our power of attorney to somebody and go and legislate, to go and do the thing which is an act of shirk from the perspective of you are allowing a man to do the job that is only it's for Allah Azza wa In al-hukmu illa lillah. Hukum belongs to only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, what is the way for our success? Because I started with a different subject. And went into the issue of benefit and connected with one of the current affairs here. What is the way out for us? The way out for us is again the very first ayah that I recited. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Whosoever followed Allah and His Messenger, whoever has followed, those will be the ones who will be with the Anbiya. They will be with the Siddiqeen. They will be with the Shuhada. They will be with the Salihin. 
And we all want to be with them. I know. Deep down, we all want to be. This is why we are here. We will not even come to the masjid for Salat al-Jum'ah otherwise. We come here because we all want to be successful in this dunya and in the akhirah. And we want that company. And we make Allah Taala to give us that company on the day of judgment, inshaAllah. And I remind you, as Allah Taala says, and we should hurry up. We should put all efforts to get into Jannah, as Allah Subh'anaHu Allah Taala says, hasten to the forgiveness from your Lord, from your Rabb, Allah Azzawajal. And the Jannah, whose width is as the heavens and the earth, between the, the distance between the heavens and the earth, and prepare for the righteousness. May Allah Subh'anaHu Taala make us those righteous who will enter into the Jannah, where they will have the company of these أنبياء صديقين شهداء صالحين أقول قولي هذا أستغفر الله ولي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروه إنه غفور رحيم. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran tafsir, and Sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment, and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe. Share and tell a friend about IslamPodcast.com.